0: Have you? Can you? Will you forgive the Pharisees? This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 151. Today's topic How to Deal with Modern Day Pharisees. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome once again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful that you've tuned in today to listen. We're going to talk about a kind of a heavy-duty topic this week, how to deal with modern-day Pharisees. This has become a problem in some churches where someone in a church's leadership becomes dictatorial, self-righteous, legalistic, and does everything they can to stay in control. And the funny thing about Pharisees, they never think they are one. I've seen that in observing others, but it's also true for me. I didn't realize I was turning into a Pharisee, and here's what happened when I got really serious about my faith in high school, boy, I jumped in with both feet. I started studying the Bible more than I ever had. I started going to a different church than the one I grew up in. And so now when I went to church, it was because I wanted to, not just because my parents took me or because I thought I was supposed to. Well, at first, I pretty much put everyone at this new church on a pedestal and thought they had all their problems worked out, And they were all deeply and completely dedicated to following Jesus. But after several months, I started to realize that no one was perfect. That really should not be a surprise, but I realized everyone still had some issues, and some of them, in my not so humble opinion, had more things to work out than others. I was on fire with the enthusiasm and idealism of youth, and I was blinded by my own pride. Although I wouldn't have called it pride at the time, I actually thought I was being humble, and I was to some degree. I had a sincere and earnest desire to learn more about the Bible and to live it in my life. I asked tons of questions because I wanted to understand everything. I wanted to do everything the right way. It all seemed so simple just follow the rules, go by the book, do what Jesus said to do. Don't do what the world says is okay to do. Everything was pretty much black and white. But somewhere, hidden under my genuine desire to obey God and follow Jesus, I was basically a little Pharisee in training. Not in a malicious way, and I didn't even realize it, but I slowly started to be kind of judgmental of people who were not living up to the high ideals Jesus had set. As if I were. And there was a point when I became a self appointed theology police force. If someone said something that was even just a tiny bit off what I felt was correct teaching, I would often point it out, like it was my job to correct everyone. Let me just say that is not the best way to have a positive influence on people. Fortunately, over many years, God has gently and sometimes very forcefully rebuked my self-righteous and judgmental tendencies, and I'll share one of those experiences in just a few minutes. Frankly, I still have to watch my thoughts to make sure I'm not doing the same thing today. God has been incredibly gracious to me in the way he has led me to be more loving and supportive of people instead of being judgmental. There have been several times in my life when I could have easily gone down the path of becoming a full-fledged modern-day Pharisee. I am deeply grateful for how God guided me at these crossroads in my life. I have much more compassion for people at church and people in general than I used to. But unfortunately, there are plenty of modern-day Pharisees who don't even know they're Pharisees, and who have not been aware of or responded to God's correcting love. In just a bit, I'm going to talk about how to deal with people like this in the church today, but first, I think it's important to understand what we're actually dealing with. What do I mean by modern-day Pharisee? I use the term as a metaphor for people who have a similar attitude to many, but not all, of the Pharisees in Jesus' time. They were earnest in their approach to their religion and their faith, but because they were in a position of power, many of them became self-righteous and judgmental. They focused on maintaining their place of religious and social authority over the people they ministered to. They gave the appearance of being holy and righteous, praying and fasting in public, going through all the outward motions of prayer and piety, but on the inside, they were often far from righteous. Jesus was pretty tough on the Pharisees of his day. He often exposed their hypocrisy and contradictory behavior. If you want to get the full power of his rebuke of their attitudes and practices, just read chapter 23 of Matthew. He calls them hypocrites repeatedly. He calls them blind guides and blind fools. That's in verses 16 and 17 and snakes and vipers, in verse 33. He was not kind to the Pharisaical attitude. Phariseeism today often occurs when someone is in a church leadership role. What may start out as a sense of love and duty to serve a church membership can turn into the desire to be in control of church policy and doctrine a modern-day Pharisee, just as their counterparts 2,000 years ago, wants to stay in power. And I think that's the heart of it. They want to hold on to power, regulating everyone and everything. They get legalistic and dictatorial. But all that usually gets covered up, either consciously or unconsciously, by the facade of wanting to be faithful to Scripture and having everyone in the church be faithful to Scripture. At least their version of it anyway, even though they don't always even follow the guidance of Scripture themselves. Phariseeism turns up in lots of different ways, and it's not always just with church leadership, it's more of an attitude. If you've ever had to deal with someone like this at church, it's not pleasant. You feel judged and misunderstood. Your motives are misrepresented. Sometimes you're even accused of the very thing the Pharisees are doing but they project it onto you. If you speak up, it usually makes things worse. So, how do we deal with these modern-day Pharisees? I think there are four basic approaches with variations and combinations. First, you can just let them get away with it and not say or do anything about it. But the result of that approach usually leaves you feeling burdened, more stressed out, and somehow believing that maybe you're the problem. You can react, be offended, and try to solve the problem with your human ego. But one human ego combating another human ego never brings healing to the situation. A third approach is you can just leave the church you're in. And sometimes that might actually be the best temporary solution. But in the long run, it doesn't really solve or heal the problem. You haven't really dealt with it. There were times when Jesus walked away from an angry crowd or left the Pharisees right in the middle of them arguing with him. This is in Matthew 16 verses 1 through 4. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, When evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, Today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. He realized there was no point arguing with them. This may have ended the conversation, but it did not get rid of the Pharisee's attitude. The best approach in the long term is to follow Jesus' example and the guidance he gives in the Sermon on the Mount. It's not the easiest advice to follow, but it brings healing to the situation. It may not change the Pharisee, but it frees you from their influence and gives you peace of mind. And there are several aspects to this. You probably already are thinking what the first one is I'm going to talk about, so I'll just jump right in and say it. Jesus said, that's right, Matthew 5:44. love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love the Pharisees. Pray for the Pharisees. Can you get to a place in your heart where you actually love the Pharisees in your life? That can seem almost impossible at times. Obviously, that doesn't mean to love their attitudes and behavior, but to love them as a child of God. And what about praying for them? For them, not against them. Not in a self-righteous way, but in a humble, Dear God, please open their hearts and eyes to know you better sort of way. And then, of course, there's forgiveness. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus empowers us to forgive anyone who has harmed us and we use this phrase all the time. This is from Matthew 6:12, Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Have you? Can you? Will you forgive the Pharisees? True forgiveness always brings healing. There's one more approach that Jesus took at times, and I mentioned this in Matthew chapter 23. Jesus rebukes the Pharisees, or rather their hypocrisy, he actually exposes their attitude for what it is a blatant lack of love for God and mankind. Now, I would caution you to be very prayerful and careful about taking this approach and openly or even privately rebuking the Pharisees in this way. Jesus' motives were pure. His desire was actually to help the Pharisees see the error of their ways and hopefully turn from their self-righteousness to repentance. You and I could say the exact same words Jesus did, but if those words are said with anger, retaliation, resentment, or self-justification, it'll just make the problem worse. There can certainly be a time and place to personally rebuke a Pharisee, but there is no formula of what to say, when or how to say it. This approach can only bring healing if God and not your own ego directs you and puts the words in your mouth. I can speak from personal experience that this approach can bring healing. In this case, I was on the receiving end of the rebuke. Not too long after I was out of college, there was a position I really wanted in the church I was attending and was told that I would get it. Apparently it went to my head and I started acting a little too big for my breeches. Now, if you're not familiar with that saying, it means I was acting as if I was more important than I was, like I already had the position. Someone from church took me aside. And gave me one of the most stern rebukes I've ever had. I was told I would not get the position after all because of my self righteous attitude, acting like I was in charge when I was not, and thinking I was better than everyone else. I must say, in all honesty, I did not feel those accusations were fair or just at the time. I left that conversation pretty upset and felt completely misunderstood but the more I prayed about it, the more I realized there was some truth to the accusations against me. It was a very humbling time. I realized there were some Pharisee attitudes in me that needed to be corrected. I know this fellow church member was motivated by love. He wanted what was best, not just for the church as a whole, but for me as well. He really cared deeply about my well-being. Even though he had to be very firm with me. And he was. Now, of course, the difference in this case is that I was not in a position of authority, but I was acting like I was. Often the Pharisees are in a position of authority. And it's probably a good thing I didn't get that job because I wasn't ready for a position of leadership with my attitude at the time. If you ever have to confront directly a Pharisee type of person, and it's not always just at church, by the way, remember that the most important thing is to let God fill your heart with love instead of condemnation. You just might make all the difference in someone's life, like the fellow at church did for me. And if you do rebuke the Pharisees, more than likely they'll get defensive and fill up with self-justification or they may not even listen because they think they're in charge and you have no right or authority to talk to them like that. If that's the case, put on your spiritual seatbelt. Don't be surprised if they turn things back on you and accuse you of the very things they're doing wrong. In 1 John, it says, chapter 3, verse 13, don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. That's what's really going on when the Pharisees react, because the darkness hates the light. And Jesus said in John 15 20, remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. It's really the nature of a Pharisee to persecute those whose words and lives shine the light of Christ on their darkness. Be aware of this And don't be caught off guard. Now, it's easy for me to say this sitting here in front of my microphone recording this podcast episode, but when the Pharisees react, try not to take it personally. When a Pharisee's attitude has been exposed, that's a lot for someone to deal with, and they're just reacting to that exposure. Let them know you have come in the spirit of brotherly or sisterly love and not condemnation. And this may be an opportunity to take to heart Jesus's advice on how to deal with church discipline. This is in Matthew 18:15 through 17. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. That's a quote from Deuteronomy 19:15 verse 17. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. This can be more difficult to do when you're talking to a church leader, but Jesus has given us this guidance for a reason. The reason people don't want to follow these instructions is usually because they're afraid of how it will affect their status in church. It's something that needs to be earnestly prayed about. And even with this guidance from Jesus, we need to let God direct all our actions and words in the process. You can speak truth to power, but then hold your ground and always do it with love. No one wants to think of themselves as a Pharisee. It's always easier to see this tendency in someone else than in ourselves. And we need to take a humble and honest look at our own heart. Is there even an inkling of self-righteousness or self-justification in our thoughts? We need to clear that out as well. Now, you may not have any Pharisees in your life. And if that's the case, I hope you appreciate what a blessing that is. You can certainly pray about the situation in general, because there are plenty of Pharisees out there. If you've ever had an experience with Pharisees, or realized you were one, like I did, I'd love to hear what has been helpful in dealing with this attitude and how you've prayed about it. And if you're currently struggling with a Pharisee in your life, you may be thinking, James, why should I forgive and love the Pharisees? They are making my life miserable. Well, you really have to find your own answer to this question. But what has encouraged me is Jesus's counsel to love and forgive. When I have done this, it has given me the freedom and peace of mind to get on with my life and not let the Pharisees have any more influence or power over me. And I've realized when I follow Jesus's advice, it's one way I can show how much I love Him. He said in John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus set the supreme example of forgiveness toward the Pharisees among others in those often quoted words he uttered from the cross. This is Luke 23:34. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Jesus was following his own teaching even at this crucial moment. He knew he could not hold on to even a hint Of an unforgiving heart, if he was to be victorious over death and walk out of the tomb. When you love and forgive the Pharisees, you will experience to some degree the spirit of Jesus' resurrection in your life. You'll find freedom from the negative influences of the Pharisees. God will guide you in the best way to deal with them. You won't be afraid of them or intimidated by them. You'll be receptive to and experience More of God's love in your life. And your life will be a blessing to everyone around you. And even the Pharisees, though they may not be aware of it or want to admit it, will be blessed as well. Thanks again for being here and listening today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Please share with someone you know that might appreciate it. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, a special welcome to you. I encourage you to subscribe on the website so that you'll get an email notification every week when there's a new episode. Just go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form, and you're all set. And if you have any questions or comments about today's episode or anything in the Bible, I would love to hear from you. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the contact tab. Fill out the form, and I'll be in touch. I look forward to hearing from you. As always, the Bible references mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes on the website. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 151. This is episode 151. And if you're listening on a podcast app, that link will be in the description. I am so grateful for all the ways you've been supportive of the Bible Speaks to You podcast. It means so much to me. There have been listeners now to the podcast in 148 countries, and you have helped make that possible. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week, take care, and we'll see you next time. God bless.